yeah, my life was easier before, but I would never want that back. There's such greatness in, in picking up a bigger load, you know, carrying a bigger cross, taking more responsibility, more responsibility. How much tension can I fit in my life? It's a lot more honorable, a lot more challenging, a lot more satisfying also when you get victory. We're here in Indigado. Cool. Medellin. And uh, yeah, part of uh, part of why we're here besides I love Colombia is uh, trying to find or make a home, mm-hmm. maybe for her, um, maybe for us. I don't know yet. The um, Yeah, I've, I've come to learn in the past year that I always had the tension between having a home and not having a home and like mm-hmm. quite literally not just not having a home but not wanting to have one you know mm-hmm. i had a couple of t- like i was i i was raised normally and i had a home and all of that and then i start traveling and for years and years i was homeless or home free and then uh it grew always with time also like a desire to have my place at least you know like I'm, I'm welcome in most places, in a lot of places in the world, and and people welcome me, and I could even places to stay alone. But it's always pending upon the invitation, you know, of others. And with time, grows a kind of like a desire to have my thing, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's just a a cabana and a mattress and and my clothes there to have that, you know, and uh, that I wouldn't have to ask anyone or talk to anyone. I could just go. And, um, and, and I've, I've had several permutations of that over the years. I had a home in Romania. I had a home in Malaga, Spain. But then when I had that, after a while, I not only wanted to go, I wanted to not have it. I wanted to burn it to the ground. Like the, the I, it, it was, I felt like I was, it was holding me back. And what I'm learning in the last year, and this is just an idea I'm exploring now, is is if since I'm a nomad, a traveler, an itinerant, having one home is a downgrade. But having several homes would be an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And so the idea I have is is not have one home, but have several homes between which I travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could see places I could Belgium, where my family's from, Spain, and 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 Colombia certainly one of them too. So we're here in Colombia, at least in part exploring that. And uh, I'm each month we live in a different place of town. We were in uh, Santa Elena in the mountains, which was great. Now I were in Envigado in Medellin. Next month we're gonna go to Pereira in uh, a couple of hours from here. And, and so I'm exploring that, where how I feel. They're scouting missions to see how I feel in a certain place. And then who knows, you know, maybe that becomes cool. a home. Well, I can relate to that a lot. And I think it, it ties into the theme. Actually, for a long time, especially before I was in a committed relationship, I kind of felt like cities and, and relationships or cities and women kind of took a similar kind of space in my, my mind. Like I wanted one serious one, but I also wanted to explore many. And I liked having the freedom to like plug into one and leave and fly to another uh-huh. one. And it also, when I was, when I was more single, there's women in different cities. And, but in my yes. mind, it's always been kind of the same feeling of like discovering a new town or a new neighborhood or a new house is kind of like getting to know a person intimately. Um, mm. and actually feeling the same kind of dilemmas that I want to speak to you about, uh, with both cities, yes. with both homes and women, let's say. Um, yes. yeah. So I want to speak to you about the freedom commitment dilemma. You sent me a talk that you did, uh, with Zan's group, mm. but actually I'm curious cause, uh, I'm realizing now we haven't spoken, I think for four or five years, I think was the last time you were, you know, wow. doing the wave seducer thing. I'm just curious what you've been up to in that time in between, probably a lot. Four, four or five years. So yeah. that must be 2018. I was doing uh, live yeah. events. Yeah, 2019, I think, was our, our last episode. Okay. So that's right around the time when I met Michael. He came to an event in Malaga. And 
I was still going through a lot of grief, you know, um, after the breakup with Zan, who had kicked me out of the out of the Arzamarata and uh, the Yamarati. And yeah, I met Michael. I, 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 these are the things I think are the most important. So those are the ones I tell. And, uh, we hit it off. Well, we start traveling together. I got to know his work, which is work in honor. And it really helped me, um, get past that heartbreak, you know, um, because of his work, I, I could see Zan in a different light and I could, uh, go from judging him and, uh, to honoring him. And uh, I had seen very quickly that I wasn't suffering from him, but from my judgments of him. And uh, yeah, I I completely, yeah, I saw him in a different light. I saw that he had to kick me out, even if it was hard for him, uh, so I could spread my own wings, so to speak. And uh, like a mother bird kicking out the little bird, you know. And uh, it set in motion a whole set of events which is quite miraculous i i got sand on an interview we didn't talk for three years in 2019 we talked for the first time and i honored him you know and it was you could see it on youtube it's incredible um it was a, a complete turnaround from not talking to yeah we had a new lease in our relationship and and a year and a half later he yeah he asked me back to uh lead the Amirati. <laughs> and then a year after he uh, asked me to lead the whole business of Arzamarata, which is, it's just a miracle, you know, to go from being in pain and, and not talking to each other to that. And, uh, I didn't accept that for several reasons, but mainly because I'm, I'm just doing my thing now, which is, um, yeah, which is, which turned, I did a couple of things, but what, what was born from it is a real coaching practice. And I shifted from being a, uh, say teacher, well, a, a womanizer and then a teacher to a coach where I, where I, in, instead of teaching and then people take whatever they want from it, really like looking for men that inspire me that I can and want to help and then using everything I've learned to help them get victories. And, uh, it's been a, a real spiritual journey to get of, out of my own way and, and be in service. And I love it. And, uh, it's been a great business journey too, because I, I made a decision in my life to meet the challenge of money and, and learn how to make money with, with what I love doing. And I, I really succeeded in that. I, yeah, in one year, I five x my my income just to, with a coaching practice. I I hired Michael as a coach. I hired Rich Litvin as a coach, and uh, yeah, I, I I and I and I just applied my focus to becoming a businessman, an entrepreneur, and uh, yeah, that has been a big success in the past couple of years. Um, my main thing has been coaching and uh, I've been coaching great men like Federico and X um, or a former gigolo and, and sexual healer who's reinventing himself, bringing his gift to the world. And I, I found that, yeah, I've been what a, a, a real drive in, in meeting great men who I see have something to give to the world. And for some reason, it's not working. They're not e either they're not answering the call, they're not doing their work, or they don't know how to do it. And uh, and I helped them, um, yeah, find a way to bring their genius and gift to the world that's satisfying, that's that's lucrative, that's you know, that's uh, spiritually challenging, and uh, that's been my work, being in service. You know, as I've been in service of Zan and. And in service of Michael and, and yeah, the clients I'm working with right now. Um, cool. That's on the professional level. That's very, that's big. I would say it's number one. I'm also still a, a fanatic athlete. I train every day. You see the bike there. Mm -hmm. And, 
I train well six out of seven and, and I put goals that are completely yeah, different than the work ambitions, you know, climbing mountains and winning races and mountain biking. I won some races in Romania this year for my age category. So, and then there's a relationship. Um, I met 17, 17th of July, 2022. I met, uh, Elena, who's turned out the, yeah, the woman of my life, I would say. And, uh, it's been a real blessing. She's, a uh, a young Colombian, tiny <laughs> woman, and uh, and we get along very well. And we started an intentional relationship, and uh, yeah, the intimacy is is growing, and it's unlike any other thing I've had before. And uh, yeah, that's been a real a real blessing, a real like gift also, and and. Yeah, a beautiful thing. And then, yeah, I'm still uh, the son of my father and the brother to my sisters and of my mother, I'm the son. And my relationship with family is very important. So I go back a lot now, a lot more than before. And uh, cool. that's about it. <laughs> yeah, cool. So let's go into the relationship stuff because I think what caught my eye, I think you posted something over the summer. I don't know if it was about your relationship with Elena, something like that. Did you have like a commitment ceremony or get married or something? Actually, we're this week we're we're doing a, a Union Marital de Hecho, which is a mm. a co living contract, something okay. like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, we did uh, we did start an intentional relationship, quite ceremonial, mm -hmm. and uh, basically I asked her, "Do you want to?" you want to start a more intentional relationship? And she said, yes, take my hand, you know? And uh, yeah, we've been in this journey for <clears throat> a year and a half almost, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that that's what caught my eye because, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm a family man now. My life has changed a lot, I think, since last time we, we connected uh -huh. um, from bachelor life to, so I have felt, and I think I messaged this to you, we chatted over the summer about this, <clears throat> I've moved very far away from freedom in my mind. So your post, I forget yes. what you wrote. It was very interesting to me because freedom has always been like a top value, but I do have children. Yes. You know, I, I have a wife. There's people who depend on me. Like I can't, at least in my eyes, can't really do whatever I want, whenever I want anymore, but I do miss mm -hmm. parts of that. So the, the, just the, the yes. term freedom commitment dilemma really piqued my interest. I would love to hear yes. what you have to say about that. <laughs> Well, it, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm laughing because, but I, I'll tell you this. I think it's the number one dilemma that men who attract women face in their life. It's a dilemma because it looks like, it looks like you can't win. It looks like you have to give something up. And so, um, we can get we can get very specific, you know, but it, it 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 tell me if you feel that that if if you are get more committed, it means you give up freedom, and if you choose freedom, you're uh, you you're giving up commitment and everything that comes with that, you know, and uh, even the way you said it, you know, I miss some of that, I miss some of that. That's interesting. That's a very good. I just think of this now. I think that's a very good articulation. Whether you're living in the dilemma or not, is do you miss something? Mm -hmm. You know. And uh, I'll tell you this: I don't miss. I'm in a. I'm in a. A, a, a very committed relationship. Uh, we're even exclusive. I know. And I miss nothing. I miss nothing. Well, maybe there are moments. You know, as an avoidance. <laughs> that you say, oh, it would be easier, you know? But yeah. let, let, me go into the, let me go into the specifics. Why I think this is the number one dilemma for men who attract women. They attract a, you, you saw the, or you saw the, the presentation? Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe you can link to that. It would be good for people to watch it, you know? Because, um, yeah, I could, I could, I could say the same thing, but that's that's of no use. They're, they're, it's better that they watch it and then 
go from there. What were the questions that came up for you when you were watching that? Well, and actually to be really specific, because like conceptually, I, I liked everything you said, like the <laughs> going into without compromise, the clarity, the even you suggesting you, the man initiating the, the scary question that, that some men consider yes. like, what, where is this going? Where's the relationship going? The, the thing that I found challenging was like bringing it back into like the concrete world of like, I, actually to be specific, what we were just speaking about earlier about for me, freedom equates to plurality of women or when I was yes. younger, plurality of women yes. and plurality of location, right? Just that yes. I can go anywhere. It's like, oh, I don't want to be in Peru anymore. I hop on a plane and I go to Asia. Yes. Uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling this connection with this woman. I'm going to go do something else. Right. Yes. I'm gonna, Yeah, yeah. Enjoy my, I'm going to go completely self-directed. Whereas with yes. a family, I don't have that. And, and to your point, you brought up something really great, which is compromise versus sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm choose, I've, I chose this life, right? It wasn't an accidental, it wasn't really an accidental pregnancy. I chose to be a family mm -hmm. man, but I still miss that. And I don't know if that's maybe yes. some of my boy psychology that I need to complete yes. or, or what. Yes. But, uh, that, that, that was the, that, that specifically was the challenge for me. If like, well, I, I still mm. am going to miss, I think single life. Yeah. What do you miss about single life? Uh, well, it's easier. Uh, I don't have to consider others, you know, um, mm -hmm. the only problems I have are like my own. I mean, yes, your liabilities are smaller when you have one person dependent on you, which is yourself. And I'll actually yes. go a little further because I think something you said uh, for men who are good with women, but I think for, for me, at least I had to earn being good with women. It took me, a, I wasn't yes. naturally, it took me a long time. I finally earned this. And then after a couple of years, I like almost feel like I cashed out and had a family. And I, I don't want to make it seem so negative because I really yes. love having a family. I love my wife. I love my daughter. We have another kid on the way. I yes. love it. And I missed my freedom. I do. If I'm honest. Yes. Um, yeah, you got to ask yourself, do you want it easier? That's one, you know, like, do you want that easier? Um, I come at a point where, yeah, my life was easier before, but I would never want that back ever. You know, for me, there's such greatness in, in, you know, picking up a bigger load, you know, carrying a bigger cross, taking more responsibility, more responsibility. How much tension can I fit in my life? Yeah, it's not easy. But can I do it? You know, that's where my, it's like life is certainly not easier, but it's a lot more honorable, a lot more honorable, you know, a lot more challenging, a lot more satisfying also when you get victory. Yeah, it's not easier, but that's not what I would want. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And when it comes to, I'm just looking at a couple of things that you said, when it comes to like different women, I must tell you, Ruan, me, I have zero, zero desire to be with other women. Like, it's gone. Like, there's no, I have no desire. Like, I've seen now that my, the intimacy I have with Elena is like, is so precious, you know? And it's not that I don't want to risk that, you know, although that might be part of it. But I cannot imagine, like, like I, like what I'm going to have with someone else. It's never going to be like that. It's never going to be that good. It's, it's just, there's already too much invested and it's already too well, you know, I like, like what I look away. If, if I were to look away from that, that's energy lost elsewhere. You know, I, it doesn't, I have no desire for it. Like, I, I'm not like. It's not like I don't, I don't want to risk it. I don't have it, you know. I I have no desire in that direction, and um, and I do think I do think um, that I came to this point because of the past. I do think I do think I lived it out, you know. Mm -hmm. I do think I had enough of it, you know. And I, I and I I think that life, say of a, a womanizer, you know. I believe that it has been completely in instrumental to get to the point of where I'm at. I think it's like a, I think you have to, I think a man has to get it out of the system. 
this is what I believe right now. Um, mm. I know also there are men who are, say, monogamous from early on, you know, and, and they find value in that it, it could work too. I, I think my journey that like yielding into the temptation and living that out has been completely instrumental to my ability to be with her in this beautiful relationship right now, like 100%. And uh, I also think I couldn't have done it earlier. You know, I needed to become this man, get at this point to be ready for that. This is all beliefs. And I speak those two things in terms of like, um, yeah, because of what you said. Mm -hmm. um, so... So what do you think yes. of things like, uh, let's say, I, I'm, I'm happy to even be picked apart as, as a case study. Like, what do you think uh -huh. brings someone from the state of feel, still being in the dilemma to not? Yes. Is it just having enough experiences? Is it some sort mm. of completion? Because just as a, as a counterexample, yes. I mean, these, are, these are just small. The, the only guys I know who were able to commit to maybe their first like real love and like have a family mm. in their twenties and be very happy were guys that kind of had things figured out. Like they had, they had at least an abundance of opportunities. So they didn't have that scarcity mm. that I think most men who get into this work have for yes. some period of their life. So they didn't really have that insecurity. They got married at 23, never looked back. And I, I used to kind of be like, well, didn't, don't you want to experience more of life? But they, they had none of that in their mind. Yes. And I think part of that also, I'm thinking of one guy in particular, he was also from a small town, his family's religious, I think there's also a lot of cultural yes. support. But I, I, I can't imagine being that person, or I can't imagine yes. going down that path as, myself. <laughs> as we are cultured, you know, we have a culture in which, and our culture is pressing us for, for diversity and new experiences and, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and so we're also cultured in that way. Um, I could say that my experiences are, um, I could, I could tell a story in hindsight that my experiences have been instrumental, you know, um, to, you said they're originally to escaping the, the dilemma. When we talk in terms, there are different layers here, but I would say this to experience. I think that a man has to grow in. If he, if he, if he feels a kind of scarcity, then he has to grow in a certain level of abundance. He like grow. He has to go through a time where he grows in abundance. I have, I, I have more abundance, you know, um, to, to not feel that anymore, you know, to not, to have his choices, not be fear-based or scarcity-based. I believe that. But if your question is, does a man have to have the experiences to um, escape the dilemma? I would say what has been equally instrumental in my growth is to fully own my role as a creator, which means take 100% responsibility for my life. Like, I thought I was taking 100% responsibility and I wasn't, you know, and, and maybe I still am not you know, whenever, but I, there was still parts of me that were blaming others that were um, using my circumstances uh, as an explanation for how I felt that were entitled you know, entitled, which is the opposite of taking responsibility. Like as if the world owes me something, as if I deserve something yeah. from the world and the world has to give it to me. And, and so what has been instrumental for me in my journey to out of that dilemma, out of that dilemma has been certainly has been to take full responsibility for the world that I live in, the world that I live in, the people I'm with, the relationship I'm having. I take full responsibility. It doesn't mean I am responsible, 
responsibility can only be taken, but I am taking responsibility. I'm gonna I'm gonna take on the heuristic principle of 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 what if everything is my creation? You know, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? You know, instead of that person is not treating me well, or ha, ah, it would be better if they, or even like like a deep entitlement, you know, which is which is hard to discover, and uh, I, I fully embrace my creator's role. I create. What can I create? Who can I be for her? You know, what relationship can I create? You know, what can I do to, um, what can I do right now to get out of this dilemma? You know, that is, for example, instead of um, compromising, you know, the same action, I'm sacrificing. I'm, I'm intentionally saying I'm going to choose that over that. You know, and uh, yeah, that's, I think, the most important personal growth um, that has been the most important personal decision you know, to take more responsibility to 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 stand for being a creator that has been the most important man I become to get out of that dilemma. Hmm. Does that yeah. make sense or is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, it's kind of like a deep spiritual principle. I haven't really thought about it in this context, but like releasing regrets or woe is me or could have been, mm -hmm. I have felt maybe recently I felt like the solution is recognizing I chose this, whatever it was, mm -hmm. right? I chose yes. this and this is what happened. And I do think there's something about moving from boyhood entitlement to manhood you're, you're saying responsibility. I, I was before I would think of it as like accepting this is what reality is, as opposed to yes. oh, it shouldn't be this way. You know, actually, a yes. lot of the guys I coach in relationships, that's kind of what we try to get them out of. It's like any complaint about the woman's behavior, yes. or the relationship, or blah blah. It kind of comes from this like whiny child of like, oh, things shouldn't be this way. Like, mommy should fix yes. it. Whereas yes. the man is like, okay, this is what the way it is. I'm going to clean up the mess, or I'm going to do with, it, or I'm going to leave if I have to, but. Yeah, so it definitely resonates. That's great. We had a this whole week in the past week. I was co-hosting "Calling All Men" a summit with Michael, my uh, ally, and we interviewed. Well, he did most of the work, but in a this week alone, more than twenty people, and in total, more than seventy people, men who are doing men's work, you know. And this was a theme that kept coming back, you know, the growing up. What is that? Becoming a man. What is that? Is taking responsibility, you know, is, is, they had all different terms and it was beautiful to see, but there's a shift that happens there. And for me, it's the shift of, of entitlement to responsibility. That's mm -hmm. what's becoming a man, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, and you can only take it. Nobody could tell you you should do it. You know, you have to take it and you're more of it when you take more, you know, pick up a bigger cross, pick up a bigger load. Take more responsibility, you know. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, you know. And there's there's limits to that, you know. There's only so much you could do at a certain point. But that's a growth for me into masculinity is take more responsibility and get away from the entitlement that that's like, ah, <laughs> like you said, it shouldn't be this way. Mommy, take care of it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and, and actually the weightlifting analogy I use a lot with uh... – with people I talk to, it's like what I have learned about my brief time in family world, brief time as a father, not even two years, is that it's almost the same skills as when I was a bachelor or like you would, you would say a womanizer or seducer. It's like almost the same skills. Like you're still handling the feminine. It's just different. <laughs> like you just have children emotionally depending on you or a hormonal yes. wife depending on you as opposed to yes. lovers. But it's the same skill set but it's a heavier load. It's the same exercise, but with more weight on the bar, which isn't so fun when it's hard to lift, to be, to be honest. But it is yes. also, do you want to keep lifting 10 pounds forever? Of course not. Yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly is less fun. Mm -hmm. it's, I would say you, there's le it's less fun. It's less easy. Yeah. But I, it also comes, I think, with a lot more honor. It comes with a lot more 
vision. It comes with a lot more power, you know? It comes with like, yeah, to me, this is, I would never want to go back ever <laughs> to where it was before. This is the best time, by far the best time. And yeah, it's not easy. And I don't want it to be easy. You know? and, uh, and, and when I'm in a moment of tension, you know, of course there are a moment that you say, fuck, you know, it should be, well, I want it easier, you know. Mm -hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, when you look at it, you know, I would never want that. Never go, want to go back and and be blissfully ignorant, you know, and and entitled, and, and you know, yeah, not at Just all. Just curious, are you guys uh, planning on having children? It's the first time in my life that I'm not against it. I we have no concrete plans, but I I could see that happening. Yeah, I could cool. see it happening. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Um, can you speak a little bit on the, uh, well, I guess you, you, you a bit covered it, but compromise versus sacrifice. And actually I, I, I would be curious though, of anyone you've worked with, with children specifically, because it's like an extra bit mm -hmm. of responsibility an extra constraint yes. on freedom. Some would frame it as. Yes. Well, I don't know. Those are two completely different things, but I'll say this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I won't be able to speak to um, the situation of children and how that affects because I don't have children right now. So I'll say this. I'll, I'll just make it. This is a distinction that, uh, that uh, comes from Michael, the distinction between compromise and sacrifice, which uh, I paraphrase and elaborate and go deeper in. But the way, the way to look at it is, the way to look at it is this. If you go to a, if you go to a, a movie theater, you know, and you want to see movie A and your woman wants to see movie B and you end up seeing a third movie, movie C, that neither one of you likes, really, that's a compromise. When you want to see movie A, and she wants to see movie B and you say, you know what? I want her, I want her to be happy. I really want her to be happy because that makes me happy. Yeah. And I, and I will not go to movie A, we'll go to movie B yeah. because her happiness right now is more important for me. I choose that that is more important than uh, me seeing that movie. And, and I, and so we go to movie B, that's a sacrifice and it instantly, comes with uh, honor and joy for yourself. Uh, <laughs> so, so that it's like a sacrifice feel, the difference is a, a feeling of honor. When it's a compromise, you feel, ah, and maybe it shouldn't, and regrets, like you say, you know, man, a sacrifice feels 100% correct. It feels right. There's honor in it. You know you've chosen and, and, and you know yourself as someone who has chosen and, and you've considered it and it gives you such honor to do it, you know, and it just feels right. There's no lingering, uh, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. and so that's a good indication of the difference between the two and, uh, and the same action could be a, a compromise or a sacrifice. And when it's a, uh, when it's a, a compromise, it will kill the relationship. It will destroy it. Yeah. And when it's a sacrifice, it will be it will be enhancing the relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's a real it's 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 something to be really vigilant about. Because uh, I'll tell you, most men most of the time are compromising, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's hard to come to terms with that we're still compromising, that we're still tolerating. And when men come to terms with compromising and tolerating, they get angry about the other, you know, and, you, and we shouldn't, you know, because we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And we could, we could solve it wherever we are, you know. There is nothing. You could turn it around, you know. You could stop compromising today, you know. You could stop compromising and, and find a better way. You know, find a better way. 
and uh, create a way out. And uh, but yeah, it's 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 not easy. It's constant work, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. it's uh, it's choosing it constantly, and it's not easy. It's easier to not do it. You know, it's easier to compromise into a traditional relationship and not make it intentional. You know, it's easier to 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 take on the existing roles and 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 not think about it. You know, it's easier. You know, but. Um, yeah, it's to, to, to be intentional about anything and, and take full responsibility for the relationship you create and the world around you. That's hard. That's hard, yeah. but it's, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, going back to that uh, thing you said, I actually wrote it down, uh, fully owning your responsibility as a creator. And I think for men especially, like no man is happy or mentally healthy when he's being reactive or passive. It just doesn't work. Uh, women, no. I'm not so sure. I think they maybe can be, but like men are never happy when they're on the back foot all the time. And it's something I've been trying to remind myself kind of on a spiritual level is to make sure I, I'm resentment free because I, there's always things I can't control. Like you said, the same actions can be done resentfully or with yes. like conscious intentional choice. And that makes all the difference in terms of your inner state, even if the outside yes. world looks exactly the same. Um, yes. Yeah. And actually, with your movie example, we actually had a we had a more dramatic version where she moved to Thailand for me. She hated Thailand. Okay, all right. I don't want I don't want her to be upset. So we chose Mexico because it was like half okay with both of us. Like it was like half yes. okay on our list, and we both were miserable for like a year. Like it was like the ultimate yes. bad compromise. Just as like a hard example yes. for everyone, like. It was, it was just nobody was happy because we're trying to like compromise for each other as opposed to finding a place where we actually liked. Yeah. Like, man, there's, there's so many ways that it turns up, you know, like, but you, okay. You have to, you have to be leading as the man and leading is the opposite of being reactive. You know, it's being pro proactive. And that's really is the, I, I would say the key of leadership is to, to not be reactive, to be like, even when things are hitting you, you know, you're not reactive, you're not reacting and you also don't wait to be reactive. You know, you, you always creating, creating, creating. It's a, uh, it's not easy, man. We have, we will have integration after this call because we didn't do it yesterday, but we, we talk about the relationship, you know, every week. And, uh, yeah, you, you and, and Elena, just, just so everyone yeah. yeah. Yes. We, so we, we sit down, we say what was good this week, what was bad, what could be better, how can we make improvements, you know? And you're constantly looking for, you're constantly looking to create something better, to create something better. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I met Elena, she was making a lot of money and, uh, and, and I was making money. So money was never a, I was using my money. She was using her money. She gave up her job, uh, which she didn't like recently. And so now we're in a situation where we are, um, we're she, she, she's depending on me, you know, for money. And I've been looking for a, a model. That would work, you know, and this is completely new for me. Like, I don't know the situation. I don't know it, you know. So I talk with friends. I talk with Nico. I talk with Zan. And then I ask them, like, how do they do it? Do they have separate accounts? Are they, I talk with Michael too. So I talk with people who I know were in relationships and may have faced this situation. You know, my ally Michael has a child now. He's a, he has a family in, in Africa. Zan has been married for 12 years with Diana. They have no children. Nico, a good friend. Uh, is married with his Russian woman and they have, they have family plans. And so I asked him, how do they do it? You know, what models do they use? And I liked, for example, um, Nico's model where they have, I can say this. Yeah. They have like it's shared, everything is shared and it's their money. It's not his money or her money. You know? And I liked it. And I started applying that with Elena. I said, that's how I want it. I don't want you to need money and it's not there and then there's a discussion you know and uh 
and I don't like to like, in a way, give it, you know, because then I, I, it feels not right. And so I, I want it to be our money. I'm earning it now, but it's our money. And we try that out and somehow it didn't feel super well, you know? And then I heard Michael talk about, uh, he had done an interview with a guy where he said, it's actually great that it's the guy's money, the man's money. And she asks him for money. And it's a beautiful thing because it's a real kind of feminine way, you know, to ask for money. And then you give it as the protector to her, you know? And I thought, wow, you know, and now we're exploring this. Meaning I said, I want to take back what we did. I want to, let's, I think this is maybe a better model, you know? Mm -hmm. And now we're exploring this. So it's, it's constantly looking for like the, the upgrade. What can we do better? What can we do better than before? And, and it's, it's what I had originally, you know, in relationships, because the model in the world was just, you're either the, the boyfriend or the husband committed and, and sexually exclusive and living together and romantic, or you're the bachelor and you're free and, and you, you know, and, and there were no, no other models. Maybe there's friends with benefits, but that's about it. You know, like it's very, there is a very limited amount of models. And so to even to start an intentional relationship, you know, like, what is that? You know, we don't learn that in school. Nobody tells you that, you know, mm -hmm. I cannot imagine a relationship not being intentional now. Like, how can it not be intentional? You know? And so, and so we created a relationship that's similar to traditional relationships, but it's also particular, you know, because we said, no, whatever's there is there, you know, and we're going to make it intentional. We're going to create something that works for us, you know? And so that's the work we as men have because there's nothing really out there. Like it's very assumed and presupposed and, 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 and non-intentional, you know? So you have yeah. to create it. You have to create it. It's, it's, it's shocking how little models, relationship models there are, you know, because we kind of think, oh, we're going to meet the person of our life and it's going to be happily ever, ever after, you know, and in every other discipline, you know, like sports and, and business, you have coaches and you have models and you have, masterminds like trying to explore the edges of that you know in relationships there's very little man there's very little yeah you know what's interesting though I, i've seen this in a lot of men who are exploring who are like myself who i i respect who are like really thoughtful about this stuff so many people when they decide to commit they end up choosing something very much resembling a traditional model which I think is yes. very different than being kind of forced into it or unconsciously just going into it because that's what your family did for many years. Yes. But it is actually something that works. And I don't know if it's because uh -huh. I've become more conservative with age or, or fatherhood uh -huh. or our culture is just swinging that way. But we use the same model that you described with Nico. It's like, you know, my wife takes care of the households. I earn the money. When she needs money, she asks me for it. It's not really like she has to ask me because of course I give it. You know, yes. she's, she's, she's paying for stuff for us, right? But it just it just works it just works better uh, yes. than yeah. other things you know. I mean, yeah, you could it, for sure. There are some some things there that work. Like if I if I think of a traditional relationship, for me, the three pillars are are it's romantic, it's uh, cohabitant or moving towards it, or it's um, and it's uh, sexually exclusive. You know, me now my personal experience sexually exclusive i would i never thought i would say that but yeah to me it's just i cannot see i cannot see how i could share my intimacy with someone else i can't see it so right now 100 percent cohabitants for me no so for me we we have the idea of like we we keep visiting each other like keep visiting each other and sometimes we live together for whatever reasons, you know, because that happens. But uh, the idea for us right now is we visit each other. And that may change, you know. Maybe you have family that changes. Romantic, yeah. 
it's we're very romantic with each other. So yeah, that's two out of three, I would say. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is for sure more. I have a more traditional relationship than what I thought before, mm -hmm. for sure. I do yeah. think cohabitating is. I mean, because we've experimented with not sleeping in the same room. Not for this reason. My wife has had bouts of insomnia, so sometimes we sleep in different rooms. Uh, we, we would take time apart. It actually, I thought, was really good for our chemistry. Uh, like something about just the two of you being together all the time maybe takes away some yes. of the spark. Um, so I don't know. I don't really have like anything concrete to say about that, but other yes. than I think it's interesting to play with. Also, I think naturally, even like, you know, co-parents or life partners – in a tribal setting, they wouldn't spend that much time together. Like the men would always yes. be hunting most I'm, of the time. So I'm a big defender of like, uh, no, I'll tell, I'll say it this way in our, in our culture, traditional, we're, we're, we're together until we take breaks. We're together. And then we are separate. I think that it's a way better for me. Energetically, it feels a lot better to realize that we're separate and then we choose to be together. We choose to be together. And every time we are together, it's because we've chosen, because we're, we are by default separate, you know, mm -hmm. and it's chosen in the, in the living apart. Also, we live apart and then we're together. I mean, I say this, but we've been together, <laughs> you know, we're in the same place here, you know, but that's a, like say, that's a choice. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm much, I prefer the, we've been separate and we choose to be together, then we're together and then we need a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a little different with like a child that we have to be together, but I have mm. wanted to limit non-quality time, like where we're just around each other, because like that doesn't add to the relationship. And I think it adds boredom yes. or it adds like too much yes. familiarity as opposed to we're together. We're actually spending time with each other. Yeah. You know? But you spend most of the time together, no? Uh, well, we're in the same house, but like, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, in Mexico, at least I had an office outside of the house. Like uh -huh. usually nighttime was uh -huh. like our family time or our, yes. our intimate time. I try not to be around. Honestly, I can't even work when I can hear the baby or the, or, or they're, they're right. doing stuff. So I try to, I try to create separation for focus reasons. Um, but yeah, yes. then, then when we're together, we're really together as opposed to being half yeah. together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we have spent in the past year and a half, uh, like a lot of time, not even in the same country also, you know, hmm. like uh, she'd go earlier to Spain or I leave earlier or, or, and, and I think it's great. You know, I think missing each other is a great way to spend the evening together, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, Interesting. I, 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 I constantly choose that too, because hmm. yeah, it's easy, you know, it's easier maybe to to uh yeah to spend another night together yeah yeah this is like reminding me of like uh john gray men are for mars women are for venus like 90s view on relationship like men need their cave i think men, men need mm -hmm. it more and I, I do think it's a little healthier when the man is the one who's pulling away at times or, or more often as opposed to the reverse uh -huh. dynamic which seems to be dysfunctional more often yes I think that the, that a hundred percent, you know, like the woman wants more of it, and the and the man has to say no, you know, a hundred percent. A man has, I think, something like his cave, you know, and it could be your work, mm -hmm. like it is to me. He also needs other men. He needs a space with other men, you know, where his woman is not present, where no women are present. I'm convinced of that, you know. I did a growth house with two of my uh, allies, Adam and Dennis. Now. In Santa Elena, we spent most of the time alone there. And it was just great. It's just great, you know. Just to be among men and have that container is, is so important. Like, it's so important for my relationship with Elena that I have that, you know, that I have these all-men spaces. And, uh, yeah, and also a cave you know, where I can <laughs> mm -hmm. be alone. And for me, that's train, you know, that's my work. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. So what else do you have going on in the near future? Uh, I mean, did you, you were putting out a book on, on this, on the topic of freedom commitment, right? Or I, I, I haven't done it. 
and I, now I see why. I'm happy I didn't. Um, now it would be more ready. But I am spending most of my time now with a, a, a gentleman's club, a brotherhood of men who have uh, international lifestyles and love styles. And they share with each other um, intel, introductions, and invitations, you know, from all over the world. They say, hey, it's good here for business or the women are like this or in my case, can I cycle there, you know? And, mm-hmm. and these men are, are they're successful men who are looking to or have already expanded their lifestyle and love style internationally. And so, yeah, this is for me my main focus because those are the men I want to hang around with. Those are, that's also the, what I feel my, my real genius, you know, or gift. Mm-hmm. I haven't traveled for 15 years, you know. I know how to make a home in a different place. And I know a lot about the different dating scenes all over the world. And I know what's similar, you know, how women are similar. And I know how to get off the tourist track and have doors open for you that, stay close for tourists or, or even digital nomads or, or uh, expats. You know? mm-hmm. and, uh, and the way forward in that is always relationships, you know, is, is, is looking to contribute to the lives, you know, focus on relationships instead of going money first, you know? And uh, yeah, that's my main focus that, that club and, and cause it's fun. And <laughs> Cool. Can anyone apply gr- and, to that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I said it. I, I must. Michael is going to be unhappy because I deny the existence of it. No. But at some points we open it up, and uh, and I will and I do offer like say international romance consultations to men. You know, where they they want to they want to expand and. Or they want to find, say, their queen, you know, and they, or and uh, and they know it's not in, in the Western world, or they want to explore a different dating scene, or at least taste, you know, something else in life, and and yeah, they, they, they want to know what else is out there, and they want the best of the best, and and for a lot of Western men, the best is is not a Western woman. You know, the best is, is, is a more traditional feminine beauty. Yeah. And can, uh, can you say a little about that? Cause I, I've seen a lot of clips in the manosphere about, you know, Western men moving away from Western women, or could, could you share a little yes. bit about that? Well, to me, like, I'm not bad with women, you know, I, I, I've, I've I was certainly a lot worse before. And, um, and yet, nothing had more effect on my success with women as um, moving to Romania, you know, or or travel to Japan, or be in Africa, or in Colombia. You know, what I learned on all these travels is that a Western man like me is is a lot more welcome in most of those places than he is in the West. You know, when I go back to Belgium or the United States, it's, eh, it's not a good match. It's not a good match. And, uh, I'm not blaming Western women, but the Western dating scene has made it so that, that Western women are a lot more entitled when it comes to romance than in the rest of the world. They feel just because they're a woman, they're, they deserve success in romance and it's a man's job to give it to them. And so a lot of the dating scene is, is, is men applying for the job of boyfriend, you know, which is completely, it's a, it's a terrible setup, both for men and women. And then when you go abroad, when I went abroad first, you know, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe when I first went to Romania, how many gorgeous, beautiful, feminine, gracious, elegant women there were. And then it was a shock to my system to discover that 
they like the man like me, you know? I'm like, what? <laughs> I felt so welcome. And I had the same in, in Japan. Yeah, I had the same in, in Thailand. I had the same in, in Africa, in Kenya. I had the same in Colombia and Brazil. And, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's great matches out there, I say, and, and Western man, Western woman is not one of them. You know? mm. And that's generalizing, you know, because you could find the woman of your life there as well. But, uh, yeah, I do encourage every man to, to, it's like, it's like you say in the beginning of the call, you know, to, to get to a certain sense of abundance by getting better with women. Um, you could, you need, and you can get to a certain sense of abundance also by getting out there. You know, it takes, mm-hmm. it takes five minutes into a, a club in Nairobi. For you to become a completely different man, I, I swear, you you like what? When you go in a club there and all the women want you, you're like, huh? It will change you forever. It will change you forever. You you will you will you will understand hot women and what they go through. You know, you will understand them for the first time in your life. You will treat the woman back home completely different. You know, because. You, your body, your body, something will set in your body. You, you will have that sense of abundance because I've experienced that, you know, in, um, in a club in Nairobi. I've experienced that with a gorgeous woman in Japan who's so generous and taking care of me and beautiful, you know, and, 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 and wants to be with a man like me, you know, and, and, the same in, in Colombia or in Brazil. And, and so it's such an important learning, you know, that if you ever want to choose for a Western woman, you know, you, you've got to know what else, you know, your choice is less deliberate if you haven't experienced that. You know, it's like a wine connoisseur who tells you this, this American wine is the best wine. And you ask how many wines you've tasted, uh, one or two. And, and, and then you, another wine connoisseur is this American wine is, is the best in the world. How many you've tasted? Wow. 2000 wines from all over the world. And this one is the best. That choice is not better, but it sure is more deliberate, you know? And who are you going to, you want to taste the wine? Which one you're going to, you're going to trust, you know? So your future woman, deserves that too i would say that that your choice comes from a place of abundance and not from scarcity and one way to to feel that abundance is to explore different dating scenes you know because a western man you know is 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 very in demand and is very high value in most places of the world mm-hmm. Do you think it's the Westernness or it's just that in these other countries, masculinity is not downplayed or masculinity is still valued? Exactly. Both. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, especially like you go to Romania. I remember the first talk we gave there and, and, and we talk about girlfriend problems and how to deal with your girlfriend. And, and this guy, I'll never forget it. <laughs> he looks like a douchebag. you like nothing, you know? And I remember him saying, what do you mean girlfriend problems? Just, Take another one, you know, and, and, and so it's not just that it's great for us to go there and meet these great women, you know, who are very feminine, but we're great for them, you know, because we have a history of, of being very uh, kind and caring and attentive. And we want to, we want to please our women, you know, and so it's just a great match. Most yeah, most places of the world, the, the local woman with a Western man is just a great match for both of them. Both win, you know? Mm. So. Interesting. Cool. Uh, well, if people are interested <laughs> in that, they could reach out to you on your website, the International Romance. Um, well, for now, let's do this. They can, they can send me an email or find me on all socials. And if cool. you really want this, you'll find me. But uh, cool. just type in my name. Cool. Sounds great, Hans. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for making the time. This was great. Yes, thank you, Juan. See you again in a couple of years.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, sooner. Different life sooner. situations. <laughs> sooner, sooner.